what's up? It's your pal Wenshikis Dodicus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, except when we do something a little different instead. We are celebrating. Celebrating? I guess we're celebrating three years of The Bar is Low this week. So I thought I'd do a special episode. I won't be covering any fix today, but instead I'll be telling some weird stories from my career as a podcaster and a fanfic writer. Today's fucked up meter rating is, I'd give it a 10 out of 10, maybe 9 out of 10 for a very not safe for work smut request someone sent me. It's gotta be my favorite story I'm telling today and I couldn't bear to tone it down to match the vibe of the rest of the episode. I think that's really the only thing that merits a warning though. We're gonna talk about some fandom drama. We're gonna talk about bizarre comments I've gotten on my works. We're gonna talk about a very dumb thief and we're gonna clear some things up in hopes of avoiding more drama in the future. These probably aren't as funny as I think they are, but I hope you'll at least find them mildly amusing. Okay, the smut request. It is as funny as I think it is, but I'd like to start with the tale of the art thief. So one day I was scrolling through some comments on an avatar meme account on Instagram and I saw something that looked a little funny and I was like, oh shit, it's Skinny Pea. Someone's using the cover art of my podcast for their icon. So I confronted them. I was like, nice icon, bro. Where'd you get it? And they must have thought I was being genuine because they followed me. But then I DM'd them and I was like, I bitch, why do you steal my art? And guess what this host said? They were like, I didn't know it was yours. I just found it on Google Images, which is ridiculous because the version of my icon that they were using literally says the bar is low when she kissed Thotticus in the search for the worst fan fiction on it. You don't know it's mine? It has my fucking name on it. It's not even like it's a little watermark. You've all seen it. It's very obvious. Not to mention they could have just clicked on the link on Google Images. It would have taken them to one of my pages. Jeez, it's not hard to figure out where the image fucking came from. Uh, you hear stories about dumb thieves. This was definitely one of them. That or they just didn't give a shit. They deactivated their account after it called them out though. The whole thing was kind of funny. So now more drama. Oh my god. The Zaozai post that I was called out on. Pairing I have been into lately is Zao and Ozai. They're both little garbage men who deserve each other and Zao totally fucked his way to the top. That's basically canon. However, I did not expect to be called out for my beliefs the instant I ventured into the pairing tag on Tumblr. Because right there, the first post I saw said, Just saw a Zao Ozai fic on AO3 tagged with Zao fucks his way to the top. And I was like, oh shit, that's my fic. Both of these stories have been me running into people talking about my shit. I guess I have more clout in the fandom than I thought. Now what is this fic in which Zao fucks his way to the top? It's not an entry in the Hozai series. This was from one of my rare serious fics, Breath. Zao and Ozai's relationship is just one piece of the bigger picture. It's actually an AU where Aang wakes up from the iceberg 30 years earlier and it's about his intertwined destiny with Ozai. Just because I thought it would be juicier if they had some history together instead of for the first time meeting up at the final battle. That's not very personal. I wanted to make it personal. So when I saw this post, I reblogged it and I was like, yo, that's me. And then OP just posted a reaction image of Marge Simpson looking away like, I do not see it. But I was like, no, this is fucking funny. Alas, it goes deeper because someone in the comments asked where to find it. And OP was like, don't look it up. That tag's funny, but the other tags are fucked up and not in a fun way. And I mean, they're not wrong. 
there's genocide and child molestation and incest in it. I mean, everyone's just having an awful time all the time. Or at least there's the threat of an awful time lurking in the background. But I pointed out this comment, my good Tumblr Mutual, Moon Sugar and Spice, and she vigorously came to my defense. <laughs> I, feel, I felt like I'd called my mom on some bullies. She was like, excuse me, but actually fix can be fucked up and good. And Zhao totally fucked his way to the top. Come on, we all know that's what happened. So, uh, thank you, internet mom! The funniest part was that OP deleted the reblog where they said that my fake was fucked up once I found the post. Like, you think you're gonna offend me with that? I'm, I'm more offended that you thought I couldn't handle someone saying that it was fucked up than you saying that in the first place. But there's more. Maybe this situation is still developing, who knows? Then an Anon came to OP. Asked for this, I was like, fic, and OP was like, seriously, don't look it up, it's fucked up. Oh, it has Aang Ursa in it, and there's incest. Man, hmm, if you just maybe read the description, OP, you'd know that the Aang and Ursa, like, doesn't have that gross age gap, because guess what? As I just said, it's an AU where Aang wakes up from the iceberg 30 years earlier. The incest I don't really have a defense for. Except that it's a pretty minor part of the fic. It just kind of happened. Apparently some of my readers repressed it, so I guess that's a good sign. But come on, man. At least I give shit a chance before I roast it. Anyway, the moral of this story is child abusers unite. Zhao fucked his way to the top. Reblog my commentary on your posts, OP, you fucking coward. And if you're gonna cancel me, don't cancel me over breath. Dude, cancel me over progressive tax brackets. If there's anything worth canceling me over, it's that. Let's get to the tale of the men's rights activist. In episode 102, I posted the results of a survey called Word Choice and Erotica. It's available as an essay on AO3, which is the page I linked when I posted it on Reddit. Now, I'm not much of a Reddit user, but our fanfiction was the population I sampled from for my survey, so I felt like they had the right to see my results. Most people were nice about it. They thanked me for my work, but there was this one dude, I'm just going to call him the men's rights activist. You see, the original survey had a little section where people could leave comments and to make my essay a little less boring and clinical, I included some of these responses. I made my partner take the survey and he gave panties a 10 out of 10 for pleasantness, a rating with which I vehemently disagreed. So as a joke, I said that I would be withholding sex from him because of this. And a dude in the comments section was not having it. He called me a domestic abuser who was no better than someone who hits their partner because of this little quip I made. Even after clarifying that it was a joke, he was still like, domestic abuse isn't funny. Abuse against men is treated like a joke, so you suck. He does have a point that we do tend to trivialize abuse against men in our society. I I know I've done it without realizing it before. I think a lot of us have. But uh, this isn't one of those times. He said, like, would it still be funny if it was a joke about sex being withheld from a girl? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it would be funnier, if anything. But anyway, pretty much everyone on the Reddit thread came to my defense. This fucking dude sounds like an incel or like he's got some sort of trauma to work through. Oh, man, the sort of opinions you see on the internet never cease to amaze me. Someone getting mad over a joke about withholding sex and calling it abuse is the type of hot take I expect to see on 2015 Tumblr or like present day Twitter, not on Reddit. So moving on, more weird reviews and comments have gotten on my fic. One time on fanfiction.net, I got a review on progressive tax brackets saying something along the lines of, I read your story. It looks like you're a pedophile. I am too. Let's meet up followed by the reviewer's phone number, full name, email address, and home address. Holy shit. 
Uh, I should make the obvious disclaimer that as fucked up as progressive tax brackets is, I don't think that pedophilia is one of its sins. I mean, yeah, there are some age gaps, but everyone's old enough to fuck. So I look deeper into this message. It turns out the reviewer, Lisa Ware Krantz, has been leaving the same copy-pasted message on other fics, some of which don't even have sexually explicit content or any hints of pedophilia. Uh, they're a guest reviewer, so they don't have an account, so I can't really trace them that well. The name, though, it does belong to a real person, a school teacher from Texas. I actually did email her to tell her that someone was using her name to say that shit about her, but I never heard back. So for a few days, I was like really determined to get to the bottom of this, but I lost interest pretty quickly, honestly. <laughs> there are a few other copy pastas I've seen like floating around on fanfiction.net and other websites about Lisa Werkrantz. Like it's some sort of spam message, but uh, most of the activity seems to be associated with the same few accounts on fanfiction.net, have a lot of drama going on between them. And they're all like a similar style of writing I, it it's just weird it had me kind of freaked out for a moment my best guess is that it's just one of her students who has it out for her which i mean even if she's giving you too much homework and not letting you go to the bathroom it's really shitty to call her a pedophile on the internet and give out her personal info so moving on to a more uh, pleasant comment what time i was drunk and i wrote a fan fiction for the infamous best bad movie of all time the room then I decided to run it through Google Translate just for shits and giggles, and Tommy Wiseau got changed to Tammy Viseo, and I got perhaps the best comment, or rather a series of comments I've ever gotten on one of my fics. Frankly, this is baffling, so uh, you're welcome to interpret it, but I still don't know what to make of it, even though this was a couple years ago by now. So, Tammy Viseo says, I mean, there's not much to say except dick, wow. I mean, you nailed you. You really did. I feel like you captured Claudette perfectly. And honestly, I feel Tommy Wiseau himself would appreciate this fic. No, it's not a fic. It's an absolute masterpiece. I was also honored to see my name be used in a piece like this. Honestly, it made my day, no, my whole week. Having a name like Tammy Viseo means you can't usually find things like mugs or knives or bags with your name on them. But this made all that worth it. All the crying, all the friends teasing me with their stupid personalized bookmarks. I bet fucking Caitlyn doesn't have a The Room fanfic that contains her name. Who should go kill themselves now, huh, Caitlyn? I want your brain inside me. Caitlin loves pandas, replies. I couldn't agree more myself, apart from the killing yourself thing. Oh, that was kind of weird. Tammy Viseo replies. How dare you reply to my fucking comment? Don't give me this nonsense. This comment was meant solely for wenchikis only. Of course you would fucking reply, wouldn't you, Caitlin? You're just jealous because no one wants your stupid ugly brain inside them. Do you know who you're messing with? I can't hold peanut M&M between my fingers like it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> the fact that you would comment this on my comment shows what a naive little child you are. My IQ is over 160. I am an intelligent atheist. I am the only person who reads this story and understands the humor. You are a despicable little man. Caitlin loves pandas replies, Thou art mistaken, mine own cousin. I desire Yandi doth not taken mine own foolishness personally. My own IQ happeneth to be 155, so I doth understand thy struggle. Tammy Vizeo, angry face. So I don't know what the fuck that was, but Tammy Vizeo then went on to leave reviews on some of my other fics saying, this fic is good, but it's not as good as Claudette dies, which is the room fic. So I don't know what the fuck prompted such an exchange. 
and I'm pretty sure both those reviewers are just the same guests using different names anyway, but my theory is that they were also drunk as fuck, just like I was when I wrote this fic in the first place. So that's my favorite review I've gotten. Uh, now for my second favorite review, which is actually the best story I have for you, because it led to a little, uh, quite the exchange. So as you may have heard, I've opened up for commissions. You can pay me to write porn if you want. Uh, no one's quite taken enough on me, but I've come close. You see, this was a, a comment I received on progressive tax brackets. I'm just gonna read it to you because, oh boy. <laughs> In the future, could you write some stories about Aang and Ozai for having defeated and degraded Fire Lord? Aang deserves a reward and Slave Ozai will perfectly fit it. I hope you can make Avatar train Arrogant Ozai become an obey dog, sastified to be bottom. And I do want to see Zuko revenges his father in another story, which he fucks the Lord brutally in his ass, humiliates and tortures him to make him know his low, dirty place, know the shame, the pain, and his lust for Zuko's big dick. And please keep him naked slash wearing no underwear all the time. End quote. <laughs> oh man, there's a lot going on here. Uh, he wanted bottom Ozai, he came to the right place, but I had some problems with this. Uh, like, first of all, Aang, I mean, that, that would be really out of character for him. I, I, Slave Ozai does not perfectly fit his reward. Secondly, Aang's just too young. Kid ain't even hit puberty yet, I wouldn't be comfortable writing smut about him. Could a little money change my mind? Yeah, I, I think so, but that shit ain't happening for free. Third, I've I've already I've I've already written more Zuko Ozai than any person ever should, which is any amount at all. Uh, fourth, the, the last thing this just fucking kills me. Please keep him naked slash wearing no underwear all the time. Like little that he clarified what naked meant, like just just in case you weren't sure. So I humored this man. I, I got a Twitter account just so we could talk. And oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, things got wacky fast. I started thinking of some scenarios, and, and these are nasty, dude. First thing I thought of was Aang still has some trauma years after fighting Ozai, and he wants to talk to Zuko about it. And Zuko's like, actually, I've been keeping my dad around as a sex slave. <laughs> he's harmless now. Real cock whore. Uh, Want to fucking just see how much he's changed. Which is ridiculous, I know, and it's also worth mentioning that this w wouldn't even have been the first uh, Aang Zuko Ozai threesome that exists. Fucking like episode 86. The second scenario is even more ridiculous, but it's way more fun. It's a little something I like to call energy bending bimbofication. Pretty self explanatory. When Aang energy bends away Ozai's fire bending, it turns him into a brainless, cock hungry himbo. Would have been fun to write. However, <laughs> This humble requester did not care for the scenarios I'd proposed. He had other ideas. A lot of them. This man dumped a whole ass essay. An essay. I don't know what else to call it in my Twitter DMs. I'm not gonna read all of it here because it's like 500 words long and his English wasn't very good, but I, I waited more than an hour for him to finish typing. I was up way past my bedtime in dreadful anticipation of what he was going to ask me to write, frantically checking my Twitter DMs only to see those three dots that many was still typing. So the situation he wanted was basically this. Just sum it up for you guys. The energy bending happens and gets infected with Ozai's dark energy, which is what makes him do something as out of character as, you know, 
raping someone. Many sex acts were described. The requester wanted bending to be used in some rather creative ways, involving various bodily fluids, including not only cum, but piss and vomit. He wanted Ozai to swallow his own piss and cum, and for Aang to use his bending to hold in the aforementioned piss and cum until Ozai begs him for release. He also wanted Ozai to swallow Aang's piss and cum. How many times have I said piss and cum by now? Piss and cum and piss and cum and piss and cum and... You know, but what he really wanted, though, when it comes down to it, was mind break. He wanted Ozai to eventually submit to his master and beg Aang for his cock. So I went to sleep like 10 minutes before we finally finished typing because I was like, fuck it, this is taking long enough and I'm tired, I need to go to bed. And I I, I woke up to, to that. Way too specific for my liking. Not enough creative freedom in there for me. Plus it sounds like it would take multiple chapters to unpack all of that. So I tell him like, hey buddy, remember how I said I'd have to ask for money for certain requests? I think I broke this man's heart a little bit. Actual quote from my DMs. I was dead inside when I received your message. I am just a poor man who like your work but have difficulty with economy. I haven't made money yet. So I, I felt bad after that. I told him that he might as well write it on his own after depositing that into the, my DMs and I proofread it for free. But he wasn't into that idea. We have not had contact since but I think that might be the most insane exchange I've, I've had so far as a result from my career as one chick historicist. Crimes were committed in my Twitter DMs. So that's the last real story I have for you. I wanted to close off with a clarification on Anne of the Moon. I haven't talked about her in a while, but in the early days of this podcast, I covered an author called Anne of the Moon. Specifically, I covered her fic Forgiving the Wicked on the first ever episode of The Bar as well. Then I covered Where We Stand in two parts, episodes 11 and 12. Uh, I covered Where We Stand before she'd finished writing it. I said that I would come back and finish my review of it if she ever concluded that fic, which she did, but then I learned that she was writing a sequel, which is equally long, if not longer, and I'm never covering a fic over 200k again on the show. One possible exception, I'm not covering something that long, let alone one twice that length. It's just too much work. So just in case anyone was waiting on part three, I'm not doing it. In the four plus hours I've spent talking about her work on the show, I've said a lot of shit about Adam. I made a lot of assumptions about her that were not necessarily true. But fortunately for me, Adam's a real good sport, so she not only answered a few questions I had about her and her work, but she actually found the podcast episodes, listened to them, and then didn't want to break my kneecaps afterwards. I even offered to take them down for her, but she was like, nah, that's fine. I enjoyed listening to them, and I took your reviews as constructive criticism. Like, seriously, I can't even imagine being that good of a sport. (laughs) She has every right to hate me, but for some reason she doesn't. Uh, What I do makes me very hateable. The rule to avoiding fandom drama is just to mind your own business and don't interact with content that upsets you and I'm like the exact opposite of that, yet I haven't made any enemies. That could be partially because my audience is small, Uh, one one of the perks of obscurity. You don't have haters coming after you. I mean, maybe I do have some people talking shit about me behind my back, which you know what? That's fine. Talk shit about me all you want, because that's what I do here talk shit about people behind their backs but I, I've been lucky because uh, the person who should hate me the most doesn't so uh if you're listening to this Adam uh thanks for being real cool about everything you're still the most confusing person I've talked to I still have no idea what goes on inside your mind which of course is the question I set out to answer when I asked what were you thinking but all right then keep your secrets
So those are really all the stories I got for you. I just wanted to take a moment to give an update about the future of the show and expand upon the disclaimer that I made in like 2019. Usually I take a hiatus every March following the show's anniversary, but I don't think I'll be doing that this year just because I've slowed down my output already to an episode every other week. As for the end of the Bar's Low, I feel like I'm running out of episode themes after three years. I've covered pretty much all I want to cover, but people are always writing new things or I'm digging around online to discover older content. I also have some episode ideas that are a little outside the scope of fanfiction. Like, I definitely want to write an episode on my Sims because there has just been so much drama. But after this summer, I'm going off to grad school and that might be a good time to call it quits. If a new fic comes out that I'm really excited about, or Wed Moon, Sugar, and Spice finally fucking finishes Storms of Ice and Fire, which I mentioned was the one possible exception to my rule about not covering anything over 200k, I might come back do an episode on it, but I do think that September will be the end of regular updates. Anything beyond that will just be sporadic. But I'm not really completely sure yet. You'll still be able to find me on all my socials, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. I'm not really on fanfiction.net so much anymore, so if you want to keep up to date with my work, AO3 is the place for that. It's not like I'm going to leave the fandom even after I quit the podcast. I've spent the last few years of my life purposely searching for upsetting content, and I know I've made jokes about needing to go to therapy over it and say, like, whoa, why do I do this to myself? But the truth is that this show's made me more accepting and less judgmental person, and that's a plus in my book, even if it doesn't look that way from the outside. Like, I never thought I'd be having amicable conversations with incest shippers or that Adam of the Moon would follow me on Tumblr, but, you know, they all seem like pleasant people, and I'm glad to get along with them number one rule of fandom seems to be if you don't like it don't interact with it but for me it's the opposite if you have a negative gut reaction to a certain ship or situation don't immediately discount it give it a chance the person who posted about Zaozai slandered my work without giving it a chance and that pissed me off so don't judge shit till after you read it because if I just looked at a summary of something and I went ew I don't want to read that instead of ew I'm intrigued by this then I never would have learned that there's still value in stuff that I may not like when I discovered Katara Ozai it was because I was like oh gross how would that work i'm gonna check this out and now i'm i'm friends with with moon sugar and spice she's been really cool not only could you expand your horizons but you could make new friends too that's like an added bonus but in the more immediate context of the work like maybe you see a large age gap ship and instead of getting grossed out about it you give it a chance and well, maybe it does a really good job of exploring the characters backgrounds and their similarities and differences how they contrast each other incest ship maybe it sheds new light on their dynamic crack ship taken seriously maybe they portray the characters in a way you've never thought about them before of course weird fix still might suck it might not have any value at all and I still talk about it on the show, because guess what? This podcast exists for entertainment purposes. If I just felt like being an asshole, then I'd leave rude comments on your fic where you can see it instead of summarizing it for an imaginary audience. And if I did cover something of yours and you want me to take it down, go right ahead. You can tell me that. I'll do it. So that's my fandom hot take. If you don't like it, do read it. Within your personal limits, of course. You might find out that it has more value and insight to it than you assumed, and you might make some new friends. So I'll get off my soapbox now. Next episode, I'm taking the fun for the whole family series back to the Avatar fandom. Hyped for that. Uh, there's one fic I'll be talking about that I've been really looking forward to covering. So I hope to see y'all then.
So the bar is low is on Instagram. You can find us at the bar is low with an underscore in between each word. I'm on Tumblr at once you get a stash of kiss. If you have a fic you'd like to suggest, feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. Not gonna beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. As always, I'm your pal once you get a kiss. This is the bar is low. Thank you for joining me, and that's all for today. In the future, could you write some stories about a little guy? Having defeated the Fire Lord, and deserved a reward. In Slavo's eye, will perfectly fit it. He can train arrogant Mosai, become obey dog. Satisfied to be bottom And I don't want another story Where Zuko revenges his father And fucks him brutally in the ass Humiliates and tortures him Make him know slowly place Know the shame and the disgrace And his lust for Zuko's big day And please keep naked Slash wearing no underwear all the time In case you didn't know what naked means, make such wear no underwear, make such wear no underwear, make such wear no underwear all the time.